Welcome, welcome, welcome to the last episode of 2021 of A Little Juju Podcast. My name is, oh wait, before I get to name, this is a podcast all about Black-ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, and reconnecting to indigenous ways of living and being in the 21st century. Here at A Little Juju, we are decolonizing our spiritual practices on our path to freedom one episode at a time because I believe liberation I believe in liberation and I believe our ancestors will lead us there. So I am your host, Juju, that is my name, and I come to this podcast from my experiences as a medium, a hoodoo practitioner, an Orisha devotee, and a petabi, a psychic, a, a reverend pastor, and an all-around bad bitch witch. I also do Reiki. I, I really be forgetting. <laughs> and a Reiki practitioner. If you would like to keep it with the conversation, you should hashtag ALJPod to see other listeners on social media, um, to connect with other folks who are interested in some of the same things that you may be interested in on the podcast. Um, if you want to have me talk at your school, little keynotes, teach a little class or whatever, of course you can email me at juju at com and reach out. Alrighty, intro's done. Let's get into this episode. Let's drop the song, honey. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way, it's how I start my day, can't firm no say, and I'll never get played, I'll take your photo to the grave, but that ain't even my thing, I just stay at the crossroads pray, I just pour a little honey from my babe to make a stay, cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves, I'm my ancestors baby. So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah. So I can't be stopped. Manifested everything gives me props. I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop. Okay, child. First of all, first of all, first of all, I've had a day. And typically this would be a day of celebration and joy and yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-hoo. But I was crying because... We're happy because we dropped some merch. Ooh, 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 wait. I'm having deja vu right now. God dang it. I'm having serious deja vu. Okay. I saw this already. Whew. Okay. Back to the story that I'm still having deja vu about. All of this, I've seen this. <laughs> this very well bit. I dropped my merch line today. Yay. Key audience applause. So that's a pro. And I've been working on it really hard, really long, talking to a lot of artists, commissioning people to help me with this project. I hired a whole assistant to help me put the merch out, child. That's how much I was like, okay, it's time. And for there only to be so many shipping issues with my suppliers that, I mean, y'all were like trying to support me and people still were able to buy things, but a lot of folks were having issues. Like they couldn't buy one thing. They couldn't buy another thing. They were saying that it wouldn't ship to their address. And 
if you know anything about e-commerce and you do print on demand, which is what I was doing, I'm working with different suppliers. So long story short, the places that my bucket hats are made are different than the places that some of my shirts are made are different than the places that the mugs are made. So when people place an order and they're like trying to buy a shirt and a mug, i.e. from different places, my website is like, you can't do that. And everyone was like, well, why can't I do that? It's all on a site. It's all from Juju. And so it's these really like nuanced behind the scenes things that I didn't know. So long story short, a lot of shit been fucked up. And I've been trying to like get back to everybody, see what I can do. Do I need to take some things off the site? So it just was extremely, extremely overwhelming. Um, so I do want to say thank you to everyone who has bought something, who was able to, who reached out and was like, Hey, I want to support you, but I can't, this is the error. Let me know, you know, when it's fixed. Cause I'm still going to buy stuff like that means a lot to me. And, um, you know, it's hard doing a new thing, a new, being in a new space. I'm not an e-commerce commerce girl. <laughs> and I decided to launch a whole merchandise site and, It's going well, but there's just the hiccups. So one, if you're into e-commerce and you understand what I'm saying, can you like email me and be like, girl, you should have did this or look into this or this place has a lot, has hats and shirts. Cause I just can't mail things out on my own. I don't have the time, but more importantly, I don't have the capacity. So I need someone else to mail the things out. That's why I like print on demand, but it's creating a lot of stress. So either way, By the time y'all hear this, I'm praying that (laughs) it will be resolved. So um, be sure to check out the site. The merch is lovely and it's very beautiful and there's candles. There's a whole lot of different things up there. So I just want to say thank you to y'all who just are supporting me and thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. If you are doing a new thing and there's hiccups and there's unexpected blockages it's okay we're gonna get through it it's it's par for the course as they say so it's par for the course all right I just want to let y'all know that um anywho I have some classes coming up I talked about this last episode because it's giving back to back Wednesday after Wednesday I have an Orisha class coming up in December and I have a hoodoo for the new year's class coming up December 23rd I don't know when the Orisha class is but I will announce it soon. If I know by the time this episode comes out, it will all be in the show notes. Otherwise, check out my newsletter. That's the best place to keep up with my things is the newsletter secondary to that social media. So that's that on that. I also was featured in um, a magazine called E! Magazine that was put out by Ebony Davis, who is a model. She's an artist. She's a writer, a poet. And she just came out with a magazine and the first issue was about the ancestors. So it features me talking about the importance of ancestral veneration. There's also a beautiful picture of my maternal great grandmother in there. And I was featured alongside Ahime, who is a friend of the show. So check out e-magazine. I will link uh, the magazine. You have to sign up for, I think, Ebony's newsletter to receive it. It's like newsletter format or sign up format. But um, it was it ended up being really good, and the magazine is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. So uh, shout out to shout out to Ebony for for that feature. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say. 
yes, that's all I want to say for now. Um, this is very bittersweet that this is the last episode of 2021. I just really need to take December off. I really need to take December off because <laughs> I just need to, I need a break. And every other break that I've taken wasn't a real break. It was me not doing the podcast, but doing a million other things. And unfortunately, this break in December is not going to be a real break. It's going to be a break from the podcast while I do a million other things. Um, at some point, please send me the juju to actually pause for real, for real. <laughs> I'm trying to take pauses within the work, but I need a I need a sustainable pause. This is a message to people. Take a sustainable pause. When I send my Reiki, a lot of times the spirits are like, tell this person to fucking time out, time out, time out. And I know it seems really hard to time out. It can feel impossible to time out. And it can feel like, well, I haven't done enough work to time out because that's my thing. My thing is I haven't done enough work to time out. Well, I didn't really accomplish all these things yet. So why do I deserve a break? But it's not so much that you just have to take a break and you're just like digging in your toes. Like take a take a moment to reflect, to process some things that you've been going through or dealing with. Some you may need to release some things because we just go, 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 go. So the rest, the break isn't always, well, you just want me to stop and not do anything. No, you might be doing something, but it's not the work. It's not the the labor just the outside labor that you're doing to maintain life. It's the, what are you doing to maintain your spirit break that we need to take? That's the rest that we need to take. So I'm encouraging you as I encourage, as I minister to you, I minister to myself. So that's what we're on. <laughs> as I like cry and throw up the peace sign, like, guess what we're doing? Guess what we're doing guys. Um, But yeah, we, it's coming together. This was a bit of a year. And that's kind of what this episode is about. I want to do some recaps. I want to recap some favorites from some episodes of this year. Encourage you to go back and listen to some older episodes. And just reflect on what our 2021 was, what it was like, how we want to move into the new year. We're going to definitely bring Dr. Craig back to give us a 2022 breakdown. But, but yeah, this is, this was a learning year. So I also want to just pick up some things we may have learned from the podcast or things that stood out to me from the podcast that I'm still sitting with listening to loving and learning from. So before we do that, before we go back to memory lane, I saw this photograph. Okay. Before we go back down memory lane, let's get into donations to see how you can continue to support and sustain this podcast even during the pause. And we'll get right into the show. All you need is a little juju. 
A Little Juju podcast is written, hosted, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless because podcasting is not free. It takes time, money, and resources to produce this show for you, which is why contributions are so important. And there are a few ways to donate to the show, both monetarily and non-monetarily. So monetarily, the first way I'll mention is through Patreon. So Patreon is a way that you can contribute to the show monthly. So on the first, around the first of every month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate donate ranging from $1 to a million dollars, as many dollars as you like. And uh, this is simply to help support a little juju podcast. But depending on your level of donation, you may get a few extras. I'm thinking ebooks, classes, discounts, updates, tutorials. My patrons know it's a lot of different things going on in there. And that is a wonderful way to be in a committal support system with the podcast. Now, if that's a little too much for you, you're not ready for that, understood. You can always just hit me up on the cash app, dollar sign, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E, or on Venmo, it's Jujubay, or through PayPal at paypal.me slash J-U-J-U-B-A-E. And for the non-committal ways to donate, that is shouting the show out. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your homie, tell your lover, tell your sister, tell your brother. Tell everyone about a Little Juju podcast who you think would benefit. Shout me out. Repost the episodes when they come out. Just spread, help spread the good juju gospel. Also subscribe, rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Say, I love this podcast. It's really helped me so much. Those are all the ways that I really, really appreciate and also help contribute to the show. All you need is a little juju. So 2021, I was talking about this to some friends yesterday, like 2020, of course, was a lot. That was the beginning of the pandemic. We didn't know what the hell was going on. Riots, a lot of white guilt. The white guilt part was cool, though, because I was up. (laughs) A lot of creators were up. A lot of black folks came up from the white guilt. But besides that, people leaving their jobs, people couldn't work. It was such a tumultuous time. In 2021, I think things, we got more used to this new life that we're living, i.e. masks, i.e. conversations at least about new vaccines and mandates and also travel being lifted, then it being suspended, then it being lifted again. Um, it was a lot of like tug and pull, like 2020, it was just kind of like, okay, we're just in chaos. Let's figure out how to be in the chaos. And for me, I was like, okay, let's breathe. We're in the chaos. 2021 was like, okay, are we in chaos? I don't, what? Uh-huh. Which kind of made it a little bit more confusing. And also white people stopped being guilty in 2021. I don't know, like 2020, they were sad. They were throwing their money. 2021, they stopped being sad. It was over. And people are still floundering with like less resources and we have to go back to paying bills. Cause remember 2020, we had to pay bills. So really interesting. And I was reminiscing back to Dr. Craig's episode when he talked about just some changes. And I was like, yeah, this was a big change year, five energy, five year. Uh, so with this episode, I just want to play some clips um, just to have a little trip down memory lane. So this was a clip from Dr. Craig's episode and talking about some of the energy, the numerological energy for 2021. I definitely recommend y'all go back and listen to and just see how 
um, based on a numerology standpoint, how accurate that energy was for you personally for this this year. Um, so now people, more people will be traveling. So we may have money uh, to do so. Um, now there's also a year because the five stands for freedom. Um, there are going to be breaks in tradition, things that we've been doing, uh, things, or just, just <laughs> look at Joe Biden's cabinet. That'll tell you the type of breaks in tradition we can expect. Um, but this will prevail. So there will be people holding on to the old ways. So there may be opposition in the arena of ideas, okay? As we move into a new way of thinking and a new way of doing things. Trump pretty much represented the old way, trying to hang on to the past. So hopefully he gave, he gave everyone a good look at what the past used to be like. So yeah. now everybody's ready to just let it go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was his purpose in the universe. All you need is a little juju. So hold on, hold on. I had to stop the show. I know it was getting good. But there's some more important work that I have to tell you all about. Um, genuinely, and it is the work that Guided Cycles is doing. So Guided Cycles offers death ceremonies, death planning, vigils, grief rituals, ancestral medicine guidance, and a variety of different trainings and classes. So to learn more about this, you can visit www.guidedcycles.org, or you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, Guided Cycles. Okay. Tap in if you're interested, and now we can get back to the show. All you need is a little juju. We just love Dr. Craig. We had him on an episode. I'm sorry, I did a live the other day with him. And even though the Instagram does not want anyone to be great, we still got some good information. So we'll have him back for that 2022 recap. Okay, moving right along. Some of my other 2021 faves or lessons that I got from the podcast, and it's so interesting, like, look at me getting lessons from my own damn show, like, interesting, because I don't listen to them after I put them out, like, it, they just, I just don't, but episode 64 um, was entitled The Black Mystic of the Month. Pixie Coleman. In this episode, I wanted to highlight because number one, we have now realized that Pixie Coleman was not black. Dun, dun, dun. And we did an episode after that entitled episode 64.5, The Mysterious History of Pamela Pixie Coleman, where I talked to Courtney Alexander, who was an artist who created the Dust to Onyx deck. We talked about you know, her possibly not being black and how there are so many other mystics and conjurers and workers that we do know who are black that we shouldn't have to always uplift the ones that we didn't know were black. Interestingly enough, I also talked to Yvonne Chirot, Dr. Yvonne Chirot, who was on the podcast to study hoodoo, study history, who was a writer and a hoodoo scholar. Definitely check that episode out. She actually emailed me because she listened to the episode with Courtney and was like, let's be clear. She, she was not a black woman and she provided research. She like, she was talking about how a lot of white women used to dress up basically in 
mm, not quite blackface, but sort of dresses this like eccentric, you know, black folklorist and tell tales and tell Jamaican tales. And right. So she was telling me that. But I wanted to uplift this episode for a little bit of a different reason. Of course, one to show that like I made a very clear mistake (laughs) and I left it up because I want people to hear that. And then the very next episode, refute the things that I thought were right based on my research. Um, But also to talk about the core of it, which was that spiritualists and historians not so much Pixie Coleman because we can pretty much assume that she was and just say that she was not black. But I started talking about Zora Neale Hurston and how there's so many people who are doing the spiritual work for us in real time now, but who die broken alone. And this was just a reminder to me to ask for what I need because I'm not trying to die broken alone when people are like, oh, my God, I love your work. Thank you for your work. Thank you for this. Thank you for your research. And I don't want to contribute to anybody else who I benefit from, whose words I benefit from, whose thoughts I benefit from, whose research I benefit from, to die broken alone. So we have to make sure that we're taking care of each other, other black folks, particularly black women, so that we're giving them their flowers while they're here and not when a hundred years later, dead and gone, and we don't even know where their bodies are buried, right? So this was me sort of processing that from episode 64. All you need is a little juju. And she died broken alone, even though she had her little moment of being up. Zora Neale Hurston had her little moment of being up. I was like, oh God, this shit is scary. What matters more, like, giving people their flowers while they're here or does it matter more that after our people die, we realize the impact that they made and then, you know, it, 50, 60, 100 years from now, people say your name. You know, what it, what it, what it, and I don't even plan on, I've been feeling like this and I just decided to talk about Pamela Coleman. When I got to her story, I felt emotional as hell because I'm like, It's it's so interesting to be in the middle of like knowing that you're making an impact because people tell you and then it not always being reflected in how you feel about yourself or even your material conditions. You know what I'm trying to say? Like what? Like Pamela Coleman carries people on her back. People use her art to be able to divine and help people's lives every day. Zora Neale Hurston. Art and work and writing carries people on its back. But what about their back? And so I think I've just been sitting recently with like, what about my back? All you need is a little juju. Okay, so this next episode was such a fave because one, I just don't talk to many men on the podcast, not for any particular reason. And there's just, I mean, there's not that many men who are, there's a lot of men hoodoos and conjurers there's not a lot of men who are open about the practice which whatever but Emmanuel is from Brands by Best Night and this part of 
our episode entitled Where the Hoodoo Niggas At about black love was so impactful for me. And to hear a man talk about it was really impactful for me. Um, So I want to take us back down memory lane to Emmanuel's words about love and love as black people and loving black people and the power that that holds even in a spiritual and hoodoo context. All you need is a little juju. Black people, period, um, have not had a chance to love each other not under the oppression of like racism. Mm. And so I had a friend ask me the other day, she was just like, you know, like, what is black love? And I was like, honestly, I don't know if we can even get a true depiction of black love because like everything we think about is under the pressure of like fucking like racism. So like if you take racism out of picture, then I feel like you can get like an authentic like depiction of like mm. love between black people. But like if 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 our relationships are based on us doing what we need to do to like survive and work with fucking like a white enemy, there's so much of so much of the energy could go to the relationship itself. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of feel like reading about who do like approaching like womanhood and manhood from like a spiritual perspective. Um, and that goes to that actually goes for like we're saying gender relationships and like, you know, all type of relationships on the spectrum. Like, it's giving me like a new appreciation for like how black people love, Can love. black people. All you need is a little juju. Okay, okay. So this next clip was it's just so interesting going back listening to these old episodes. Like I said before, I don't listen to I don't really re-listen to my episodes really at all. I listen to them after my editor sends them to me to make sure everything is good and clean to go. And then it's like, it doesn't exist in my mind. Uh, it's it's weird to just listen to myself like that. But anyway, I was listening to a bit of the episode 66, the Oracle. Um, and I was talking about the Oracle always being right. The episode is entitled, I believe that was These Traditions ain't no fairy tale. Mm -hmm. These traditions ain't no fairy tale episode. And this part was something that I have to keep in mind and that I wanted to remind y'all of, um, you know, just, just thinking about this place in my life where I was and where my friends have been, where divination says one thing and you do the thing and it seems like it messes up or it's not right or it doesn't feel right, or it doesn't feel interpreted right. And those are all really real things that happen in these traditions when we divine. And so you always have to be super mindful of that. And it just, for me, kind of feels like, you know, the the title of the episode is These Traditions Ain't No Fairy Tale. It's, It's not made up fantasy, all works out, butterflies, rainbows. Like this is real shit. That goes through human hands. So then it gets, it, it, it can get tainted in a lot of ways. It can get tainted over time. It can get tainted by who's utilizing it, what they're saying, uh, their energy behind why they're utilizing it. And so always keep that in mind. Always keep that in mind and don't put the diviner or the spiritualist or whatever over you and how you feel about something. Um, because a lot of this work is ego driven. So I just want to play this this clip 
about um from these traditions ain't no ain't no fairy tale all you need is a little juju what lens could your reader have been looking through to say that to you and how does it sit how does it land in your body it did not land in my friend friend's body well but she trusts the tradition she trusts the oracle and my godfather says all all the time the oracle is always right the oracle is always right the diviner may not be <laughs> the diviner can interpret some all kinds of wrong but the oracle is always right and i think there may be something to be said about the oracle that exists in us and in our bodies what does that say what does your stomach say what's your heart say what's your intuition say all you need is a little juju now wait 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 hold up i know we're going back down memory lane but i gotta tell y'all about crystal garden creations first then we'll get back are you looking to bring out the inner witch in you well look no further than crystal garden creations intuitively crafted reiki infused jewelry for yourself and your heart oh support this queer owned business on their etsy page www.etsy.com shop slash crystal garden c again that's etsy.com shop slash c-r-y-s-t-a-l-g-a-r-d-e-n and the letter c Okay, let's get back to the show. All you need is a little juju. Ooh, now this baby was an episode I was going off in. This was giving me very much early juju type of content <laughs> from the spirit work is liberation work episode. This, this is the whole reason I started the podcast because I was actually in a lot of activist organizing movement spaces and that's where I worked. That was what I did. All you need is a little juju. And working with, with activists as one myself. And the separation of spirit from what I saw in people who are fighting for justice, who are also fighting against very big, powerful, um, scary and and also very spiritually reinforced the very spiritually reinforced institutions the the lack of spiritual groundedness that i saw from folks fighting against spiritually reinforced institutions i e the you know the government quote unquote the law police these are spiritually enforced institutions y'all maybe not the spirits we're talking to but we the spirits we're talking to aren't the only spirits that exist okay so you know I started this podcast because I was trying to address that disconnect that I felt and it it, it is part of what caused me to move away a bit from like that kind of activism that's that on the ground frontline activism because it was just too much for me and I didn't have and I felt that my comrades and people around me also didn't have the spiritual safety net that we needed to effectively do the work even when an outcome a legal outcome or a judicial outcome or whatever outcome 
happened in our favor or one person didn't go to jail, the, the mental and spiritual toll that that work takes on you is is dangerous. So what does it mean if, sure, we got this person out of jail, but none of us want to live, you know? We're arguing every day. None of us want to live. None of us want to be here. We're afraid. We're not living good lives. Our hair is falling out. We feel like we're rotting. So that's why I started the show. And so with this episode about spirit work being liberation work, I was I wanted to remind everyone to reground myself because I know I got a lot of folks from a lot of different walks of life who listen that whatever it is that you do, Especially if you're doing freedom work, you have to have some type of spiritual sustenance. And it doesn't have to be what I say it is or what I do, but it got to be something. So this episode was a reminder of that. And if we look to our ancestors, we will see the common thread. We'll see it. All you need is a little juju. Think, do we see the common thread here? I mean, we're on a spirituality podcast, so you know where I'm going. And this is not an exhaustive list. There's so many, so many examples of the importance of faith, spirit, God, and spiritual gifts in our movement work, in our organizing for freedom work, in rebellion, in revolution Clink, clink. Can we talk about the Haitian Revolution? We know this story of the sacrifice of the black pig and that the voodoo ceremony uh, in Bois Cayman was the catalyst to, to the, the, the beginnings of the Haitian Revolution. It began with a ceremony. It began with a mambo being possessed as Ursula Dental, the, the, the Loire, the spirit in Haitian voodoo. So, like, there has always, always, always been a spiritual component or aspect that has guided our ancestors. All you need is a little juju. Speaking of freedom fighting and movements and liberation and all of the goodness, let's talk about Queen Nani. I love this episode of Queen Nani because I went to Jamaica and I was just feeling so good in Jamaica, so happy. I love the Caribbean in general. I always feel very at home when I'm in the Caribbean. But this episode was inspired by a trip to Jamaica that I took and a tour that I had. It wasn't about Queen Nanny, but of course, Queen Nanny came up because she is Queen Nanny. And Queen Nanny is a maroon. For those of you who do not know, who fought and won and she was a juju lady. She was an she was she was she was a, a maroon, a fighter, organizer, a warrior, and she practiced, as they say, black magic. So while on the trip when our guide was talking about Queen Nanny, I just decided to record and I wanna just get some island vibes in the in the podcast and listen to the story, one of the tales of Queen Nanny, how she used to catch bullets and her booty cheeks, y'all. Let's talk about real clappers, okay? Y'all think y'all got clappers now? Now, nah, Queen Nanny was was catching the bullets in her booty and 
throwing it back at the the soldiers from her buttocks. That's the tail. She would catch them and throw it back. So this is the story <laughs> about that. Y'all think y'all throwing it back now? You ain't got nothing on Queen Nani. Period. All you need is a little juju. Time Nani. She was uh, a great warrior. And she was a warrior who also practiced black magic. So they could not win any of the battles. But what she would do, she would use her buttocks to collect the shots. Then she would use her buttocks to fire it back at the soldiers. One shot would kill two soldiers. And she would then leave one soldier to tell the tale. To return with the message to let them know they should not send anymore because they will be going down and only one will be speared at all times to tell the tale. However, the Scottish then get the message after so many fights and they lost. So they came up with the plan of catching one of the maroons and they were successful in doing so. They penalized that one. But he was so confident that they could not win any battle that he gave away the secret. He was not conscious when he told it because he was like showing off. You can do anything you want, I hope, to me because I'm not telling you anything. But all I know, you can't win any of the battles from our leader colored all your shots in her bottle and then fired back at you. He gave away the secret. So they then make a copper shot and allow her in the battle to collect the others. The last one which was copper. By the time she start firing them back, it's no poison her. And that's how she died. She's today our only national heroine. We have six heroes, one heroine. Changfeng Nani is her name. All you need is a little juju. Now... This episode 72, let's talk about Hex, baby. The girls love when I talk about hexing, and I don't blame you because hexing is interesting. It's, what's the word? Salacious. We want to talk about turning someone into a frog. We want to know, how do I turn my nigga into a cockroach? Okay. Um, But as a, I won't say that I'm a seasoned spiritualist, but just as somebody who was doing this for, you know, a few years. That it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of cleaning, it can be. Um, but I'm not anti-hex, and I know that is, everyone doesn't like that, and that's okay. Everyone doesn't have to. I'm not an anti-hexer, I think hexing is important, I think that it, hexing has saved our people, and what have you. But we don't want to, we want to be prepared for all that it takes to do work like that. We don't just want to do work like that, you know, flippantly. So this is a clip from the Let's Talk About Hex, baby. All you need is a little juju. The popular known religious text, the Abrahamic text, it's all there. 
And, you know, our, our ancestors hexed and, and cursed out of necessity, I would think. Uh, because, you know, when you are experiencing, again, colonialism, there's colonization, you're trying to keep yourself safe, you recognize that there are some kinds of injustices happening, you have to fight the enemy, you have to stop the enemy, you have to end the enemy, you have to do whatever it is that you have to do to preserve to preserve yourself to preserve your home to preserve your family to preserve your people to preserve your tribe to preserve your nation you know all the different things that can be attacked through a hex so you know i i've talked about often different uh different um events throughout history that our ancestors had to revolt rebel all you need is a little juju. Now, episode 74, I wanted to uplift because I honestly just love when I get into my characters, <laughs> when I get into my character bags. And episode 74 is called I'll Fly Away. And oh no, episode 74.5, 74.5. I did love my I'll Fly Away episode, but no, we're talking about uh, 44, 74.5, because I got into my character. I was reading from the book, uh, shoot more terrible for women. And it is, oh, I'm sorry, far more terrible for women. And it's a book about slavery and women and its impact on women. And there's a chapter about witches. And so this is a story about a conjure, a conjure woman who lived in Georgia, who was 103 years old, named Ma Stevens. And I just love this because I just really want y'all to get into the breadth of, you know, me as a, as a podcaster, as a thespian, as an actor, as a voice actor. Um, but I just really always enjoy reading to y'all and, and storytelling. So this is a story that Ma Stevens uh, shared. I definitely encourage y'all to listen to that that mini sold as well. But hear me, uh, <clears throat> Juju Bay, take on my Stevens. All you need is a little juju. One night, a spirit come to me in my sleep and tell me about where a pot of gold was buried. It take me out the house and down the road to a clump of oaks. That sure enough was the rim of the pot. The next day, I take my husband to the place and we use a long stick called a sticking rod. We dig down with it, and when it hit the pot, we dig right down in that spot. And we find a big pot, and it have a heap of money and spoons and knives in it. All of this make me rich for a long time, and I buy a lot of things. I have some of the money and the knives and spoons right someplace in this house. Unless a spirit show you a pot of gold, you can't dig it up. And scene. All you need is a little juju. So many, so many wonderful episodes this year. There were more than that. These are just ones that stood out to me. There are way more that stood out to me, but I was trying to keep this episode a little bit brief. 
Um, of course, we this year we got to interview the lovely ancestral herbiary where we talked about herbs and roots and having good relationship to herbs and roots and not just doing whatever we wanted. Uh, this year, I partnered with Nova Network and I talked to Ahime and Gary about our class that we're teaching together. We just taught our second class. We have a third class coming up in a few months. So that was a great episode. I loved, loved, loved the episode with... The creatress, Alyssa, who talked about the power, the, the power of doulas, the power of birth workers, the, the innate hoodoo of bringing an entity, a, a child, a spirit from one dimension into another dimension. It still gives me chills. Absolutely love that episode. Made me think a lot about Crossroads work. So deep. Um, just big shout out to everyone who contributed to my research, my interviews, my knowledge this year. It 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 fills me. It continues to fill me. And I can't do this work without the people that support me and the people that agree to be on the show and share their knowledge with me. This is very um, not transactional, but it's a flow of energy between people. And I just want to say thank you to all of my guests this year and all of my listeners this year. Um, Honorable mention is the audio essay that I did about Beyonce. And maybe we should close out. We'll close out with that. But before we close out with that, I just want to say, if you're listening in December, early December. Happy almost new year, Gregorian, Gregorian new year. I pray that this show was beneficial to you this year and continues to be. I'm asking from you to just send me some good juju around my uh, tenacity in working on the show for expansion in the show. I really, really want to do things a lot different. And so I'm trying to prepare mentally and think about what that means for myself, which is partially why I'm taking some time off also to do other work. <laughs> but I, I I want the show to be relevant. I want it to feel good. I want it to serve as an archive for the work that so many of us are doing right now and to be a sp- place to uplift other practitioners and share you know, my platform and share what I learn and to learn, to learn with you. I never in a million years thought that this would be this. I never in a million years thought I would have thousands, thousands of listens to me talk. It's wild what happens when you just trust your spirit And I'm just extremely, extremely grateful. And I hope that I can continue to be a good resource. That I continue to grow and expand with you. That we can grow and expand together. And that this this is leaving some type of good footprint in the world. That is getting us closer to some type of spiritual freedoms. Some type of physical freedoms. Some type of joy, some type of new world. I pray that this is just, you know, this helps 
I mean, it's one small dot, one small droplet of water in the sea, but I, I pray that it is a good droplet. <laughs> so I'm super thankful. Oh, Oh, wait, 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 wait. This year I was published. This year I was published in a literary magazine. How could I forget that? In the Sis Stories. And I, I wrote a, a essay about my grandmother affirming my work. And I didn't tell her about my work. Oh, God, how could I forget that? We're actually going to close out on that. <laughs> We're going to close out on that poem. Because it's very meaningful to me to have a poem. And to be recognized for my writing, which is different. And my poetry. So um whew, let me let me just I need a moment. <laughs> and I'll have links to all these episodes if you want to go back. And uh, we'll close up. But yes, this was my An Ode to Lemonade. We stand Beyonce over here, per. All you need is a little juju. Beyonce embodies the goddess Oshun in Lemonade. Beyonce believes in the Orisha. What is Orisha? She don't believe in Jesus no more. Beyonce doing witchcraft. Everybody from the saints to the ain'ts has something to say about Beyonce's religion. But at the time, I didn't know much about an Oshun or an Orisha. I heard a little something but never felt pulled one way or the other. I might have been leaning more towards the agnostic side during that time anyway, but that loud whisper turned into a clear voice telling me to keep looking, to keep swimming every time I watched Lemonade. All you need is a little juju. Wow, what a year, what a time, what a time to be alive. I am grateful for community. I am going to continue to do my best to be a leader. I wish y'all could see my face. I'm like, I'm a leader. I, <laughs> okay, yes, okay, all right. Okay, destiny, right, okay. I chose this before I was born. Okay, yes, I'm gonna do my best. I thank you for your grace, your patience, your listenership, your time, your energy, your fucking money. <laughs> I'm so thankful. Thank you for rocking with me. I hope you all continue to do your best. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for us. I'm doing the work for us. I'm doing work for us. And thank you. Happy New Year. If you would like to reach out to me, of course, you can find me on www itsjujubae.com you can also reach out to me well no dms please <laughs> on my instagram at itsjujubae also at a little juju podcast i'm also on twitter at it's juju bay i'm on tiktok as well i have not posted a tiktok in a while but you can find me there i go through my phases it's also itsjujubae okay feel free to check out the merch y'all buy you a little bucket hat buy you a little shirt for your boo or whatever. If you don't see your size, email me, honey. We're inclusive over here. We we gonna figure these things out together. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to another episode of a little juju podcast. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Now let's close out with she who sees by me. 
All you need is a little juju. <sighs> she who sees. Grandma is strong, black, short stature, Christian, loving mother, tough, educated, church elevated mother, very Christ-like, cooks for the reverend, Christ-like, cold switching, but still country, Manning, South Carolina, Grits, Baltimore, Emerson Village, Denison Street, everybody's teacher, conservative, black, Christian, good Christian woman, the crux and caretaker of me, while I can fry foods with my eyes shut, my grandmommy. I am also strong and black, culturally unfit Christian, loves gospel, though devoted to spirits, ancestor, elevating, loving, full-time witch, a hoodoo psychic juju lady, healer, code-switching girl from Baltimore, still everybody's teacher, caretaker, lover, and friend who hides this from my grandmommy. She calls me at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Small talks about the pastor and if he's healing well. Small talks about the land in the South. Small talk about her hip aching, but she's going to be okay. Don't worry about me, baby. Just pray. Me. I've been praying, Grandmommy. Grandma, thank you. Well, Samantha, I have something I want to talk to you about, but I haven't known how to. Me. Okay, Grandmommy. Grandma, I've been having dreams about you. And I didn't know if it was appropriate to share, but I have the same one over and over. And God told me I had to tell you after I saw the same dream again last night. Me. Okay, I would love to hear the dream. Me inside. What the fuck is going on? Grandma. In it, you are outside and there are many people and they walk up to you so, so sick, but you touch them and they walk away healed. I keep seeing that same dream. Me. Hmm. Grandma, has anyone ever told you that you are anointed? Me inside. Hmm. Only the people that I've been called to lay hands on since I was about 10 and I healed the stomach aches of my friends, but I thought everybody did that. Me. Um, kind of, Grandma. Well, you are. Do you know you are different? Me. Yeah. Grandma. I called your father months ago and told him you're not like everybody in this family and it's good. He was disturbed and I let it go. Me. Hmm. Grandma. Look, I don't know what you over there doing. Me inside. She knows what I'm over here doing. Grandma, but keep going. God is pleased. It is not demonic. It is a gift from God himself. His hands are wrapped around you and he wants you to do this. Or she, it's whichever you want to say, but you are covered. Me, cries. Me inside. Did grandma just say God could be a her? Me to audience. Did I say this is a conservative Christian woman? Grandma, cry, baby. Jesus wept. You are anointed. Me, sobs more. Grandma, you are like my mother. 
she had it too. Me, shocked, and continues to sob loud. Grandma, you are just like my mother, your great grandmother. Me, still crying. Grandma, Jesus wept. Grandma, your future is miraculous. God has and will bless you abundantly and no one will stop you. And he told me to tell you that me cries and cleanses. Grandma, keep cleansing, baby. And suddenly my burdens fall from my back and I know this must be what freedom feels like. How foolish of me to never trust my grandmother to know, to see. She who raised me, who picked me up and taught me how to make greens and black eyed peas for prosperity as if I didn't get this gift from somewhere, my ignorance. Like I can hide from the woman that taught me to pray, the one who talks to God and hears him or her. Clearly, I'm foolish. Clearly, this gift has taught me nothing but to hide myself from the one who sees my grandmommy, the one who says her mother is me. I assumed her Christianity could not leave room for me, but she caught me red-handed in her dreams. The one who could stop a problem before it came to be, she fed the block with five loaves of bread and two fish, a proper dish from scraps, laid hands on me when I was sick in the sickness dip. She who carried an entire family on her back only, a gifted woman could do that. Anointed. She said her mother was me. So of course she knows. She sees. Thank you all.